0: Hey there, fellow road warriors, siblings of road warriors, parents of road warriors, BFFs, groupies, all you good folks who keep us employed. I have a great show for you today. This is Hal Aaron, and today I'll be talking with Zach Geffen. He's half the team that hosts the TBI podcast, also known as Talking About Israel and stuff. And uh, his co-host is named Mike Liebson. The TBI podcast, it's, uh, it's perfect for uh, people who may be planning a trip to Israel. Maybe you just love Israel or you're curious about Israel. Maybe you just love Israeli music or want to live the Israeli lifestyle vicariously through Tzach and Michael, a couple of guys that live there, each sharing their own point of view. And by the way, I noticed they're now doing a Hebrew version. At least they did on the last two episodes. Tzach and I, talk mostly about music, his music, my music, Israeli music, Irish bars, uh, Japanese music. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, American and uh, singer-songwriters, and uh, we may have talked a little bit about food, too. As always, below the show notes, on the show notes page, there are links to all of the things we talked about. So, if you don't want any spoilers, don't look at the links until you listen to this entire episode. I promise you will be thoroughly entertained. Also, um, I've been meaning to thank Joe Walla. He's the guy who wrote the theme song that I play right after I yell, Tales
1: of the Road Warriors!
0: Again, thank you, Joe Walla, for that music. You can find Joe Walla at joewallaband.com. So, uh, without... Further adieu, I don't mind telling you, we're going to go talk to Zach right now. Okay, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <The> time, yeah. <laughs> so here's Tzach Geffen. He's 3,000 miles away in Israel. <laughs> he's a musician and he has a recording studio. He does videos. the really he's, like he's a young Israeli version of me.
1: uh well thank you for that nice little intro and uh yeah i'm I'm over here in my brand new studio lovely to talk to you
0: that's that's fantastic so well congratulations on the new studio i do have a question thank you you. have you ever been a singing waiter
1: no i have not
0: (laughs) okay well there goes the (laughs) <laughs> there goes the comparison <laughs> down the tubes.
1: Well, we go. We we got we got uh, people here. They usually are in the hotel scene, and uh-huh. that's where you'll find most of uh, young musicians. They they tend to go over there and do en- entertainment groups and stuff like that. And they, right. know, they have all kind of shows that they're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was I was doing it a long time ago. The uh, the only reason I asked is because I have like a list of questions I use as a guideline in case I forget what to ask. And yeah, that's my last question. Have you ever been a singing <laughs> waiter? So I thought I'd just get that out of the way because I knew the answer. Was they used no. to call
1: me, they used to call me the singing lifeguard. Really? Yeah. Cause uh, I was a lifeguard for years. I figured, you know, I, I, you know, as a musician, uh, I'm very, uh, how, how, how would you, how would you call that? Um, proactive. I'm right. Very, very uh, I, I don't do much, you know, kind of sedentary. So I, I was looking for a job that suits that kind of life.
0: So you sit in the lifeguard tower and did you bring your yes. guitar with you too and sing or did you just did. Like, do a cappella?
1: No, no, I did. I used to bring my guitar with me and I used to play for, for guests and uh whenever if there's like a I remember distinctly this this really lovely family from England and they, they they were all like singers at least singers. Uh and they always wanted me to kinda play stuff for them. They gave me chords and stuff. It was really funny.
0: <laughs> the singing lifeguard. yeah. There's, so see there's a, yeah, there's a link. Oh yeah. There's the subtitle right there. <laughs> so now are, are you from the States originally? No, I am not. So, I, Michael, uh, Michael's from the States.
1: Mike is from the States. Yes. Yes. Mike, my partner from the lovely TBI podcast, right? Like TBI com.
0: Yeah. Talk, talk, <laughs> shame, yeah, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. How <laughs> is that pretty popular there in Israel? What? My podcast? Your podcast? It seems it would be. Well,
1: I um Yes and no. I mean, uh, it is not a predominantly English speaking culture, although we do have pretty like you're likely to find someone to speak English to when you come to Israel more than other countries. for right. Sure. Yes, But people don't really understand the most. And, you know, for the most part, they'll watch movies and shows and stuff. But to listen to like a full like hour long audio segment in English, I don't know how suited they are for that. So.
0: So it would behoove people that are going to Israel to know about the TBI Definitely. podcast because there's, you know, that's one great thing to be able to tune into while you're there. I mean, even before you, you you can be anywhere and tune into it. But Well,
1: well, thank you for that. I mean, the idea first came to me when, when we realized that we wanted to do any, some kind of podcast and that we have a lot of friends who made Aliyah over the years who came to live in Israel and... You know, I figure. I just remembered a friend of mine from New York who came here, and you know, it was just like a gentle 19-year-old hippie, And he joined the army, and you know, midway through, he kind of figured it wasn't for him, and he doesn't really know how to resolve issues properly, <clears throat> so he just kind of up and left. Right. And leaving everything, he just deserted the army. And I thought, you know, if we can, you know, just at least do like a service of of. of you know, interviewing people who know a thing or two, been through that process. They can, you know, some people who are or wondering if they should do a themselves. They should, you know, kind of uh, check check out the earlier episodes of our podcast. You'll definitely find like at least 15 or 16 different uh, interviewed uh, guests of ours who made Aliyah in the past 10 years. And, you know, some most of them are, are, are happy about it. Some of them chose to leave. You know, it's very personal, but you should at least know what you're getting into. Yeah, I was so, there seven bad... months.
0: I, I, I You know, I knew mm-hmm. I was leaving in seven months. And I, I, I'm kind of glad I came home, only because I'm, I'm just so embedded in American culture, especially oh, be, yeah. as a musician. You know, it's funny, you just said, uh, you reminded me of how I got my name when I was was In Israel, because my name is yeah. Al, but they had a hard time, like, Halha. so say, What's <laughs> your middle name? I said, Aaron. So they said, Okay, Yaron, Aaron. I said, That nah, oh, doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I cool. and I said, Well, my my Hebrew name is uh Arka. They were like, Ark? There's no Arka, hmm. that's that must be like the old country Yiddish or something. How about we'll call you Arik? And he goes, It Ar- means lion or gold brick, depending on which way you spell it. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, I'll, I'll, th- I'll go for lion. <laughs> nice, nice, very nice. And I remember they would take me out to the, the field, uh, Amos. Amos was the guy in charge of the volunteers yeah. in the Opanin. And we'd mm-hmm. get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and drive out to the fields in a cart pulled by a tractor out to pick oranges. And every time he hit a bump, the, you know, every the, the thing would like jump, everybody would be like, it would go way <laughs> up in the air and like hit our asses like hard and he'd turn around and go, Arik <laughs> like it was my <laughs> fault.
1: <laughs> but it's interesting you say so. I know that um I know that our our adopted soldier, there's there, there there's a status in Israel called lone soldiers. Who are basically there doing the army by themselves? They don't have any family around. Yeah. Uh, and and we adopted one, uh, and he comes around uh, basically almost every Friday for for dinner and stuff. And he always says that he came here once and he was like, "This is my home. This is just my home." So I think you you kind of feel that when you just you just arrive, you know, for the first time.
0: Yeah, that's what my brother Elliot did. He was the lone yep. soldier guy. He he went in eleventh grade. He went to to uh, like an, as an exchange student. In a year, he learned. Hebrew, he was fluent, comes back to the States and decides he doesn't doesn't want to go to the school. The high school that I went to was like a bad school. And across the boulevard was the school where like all the Jewish kids went. So Elliot, he decided he wants to go to that school. So he uh, puts Hebrew down as the language because the school I went to, you could take Spanish, German, French, or Latin. But Northeast, the other high school offered Hebrew. So he took that as an excuse to get into that school. And he just sat in the back reading newspapers and corrected the teacher every once in a while because he knew the language better than she did.
1: That's rare. Languages are usually very, very difficult.
0: Well, when I came back from Israel, even after seven months, because I was immersed, I I came back semi-fluent. I was pretty good. Now I can't I could remember zilch, zero, nothing.
1: Hmm. I like this um, this podcast podcast of yours. The, the the conceit of it, you know, the the kind of tales of the road warriors, the, the kind of like talking about basically experiences you had oh, while yeah. you know battling this industry that is you know on par with being like 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 you're in a post apocalyptic world fending for yourself.
0: You kind of are because when when you go to do these gigs, sometimes you just go for miles and miles without seeing anything, uh, yeah, except trees. Or desert, depending on what part of the country you're in. And As someone could... who
1: lives in a country no bigger than like 500 miles, basically, I, I can only imagine. I, when I was in the states, I, 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 drove a lot. So I, that's what I wanted to do when I came to the states. I was
0: like, let me, let me just drive. No, oh, you'd be great with Uber or Lyft. <laughs> do they have Uber and Lyft in Israel? Is that just is no. that a thing?
1: No, no, no. no. They, it... they. I think they're afraid that's going to bust up the. Uh, taxi racket
0: yeah it probably would there i mean the taxi drivers are not happy about uber and lyft the, no, the ride my, share... my
1: humble opinion they should they should bust up that whole racket it's a bit expensive <laughs> yeah but well, i can, I, I can yeah. also like tell you, i i didn't take any ubers or taxis when i was in when i was in the states i bought a buick
0: <laughs> oh really i thought i thought you were gonna say you rented a car
1: no no because we were we were gonna be there for a while so i bought a car and uh
0: traveled about traveled about in it Right, oh, that's a good way to go. Think, yeah. Does, does, does Buick make the, um, wait, what was it? Uh, I can't think of the, oh, the LeBaron. The LeBaron, yeah, but
1: it was in a, is that, I think it's a Chrysler LeBaron. Yeah, yeah?
0: right. Yeah, it's Chrysler LeBaron. Because I rented, it, I, when I went to San right. Francisco, I rented a Chrysler LeBaron to meet my yeah. sister and brother in law there. I, I drove it from LA up to San Francisco. It was a red LeBaron convertible. And I, by the time I got there, I was tan and my sister called it the mobile beach, mm. <laughs> hell's mobile beach. Nice. Cause I just drove up with the top down and arrived. Basically
1: with- my, 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 Buick was a century. It was a century 96. I bought it in, uh, in Wisconsin and I, I drove it, uh, from Wisconsin to Chicago to Philadelphia to the Miami, if you can believe it and back and just, just all around.
0: It was ah, beautiful. So you were here in Philly.
1: I was in Philly a few times, yeah, with South Street and everything.
0: What Were you playing music on, on this uh, track?
1: On this track specifically that I'm talking about right now, I did not. But I can tell you about the time that I came back to America, and my plan was to buy a car in New York just because I have a friend in New York. Uh, and my plan was to drive from New York to New Orleans and with a car that I bought and kind of uh, refitted um, for travel and sleep. And play gigs along the way, and kind of work in our, our organic farms and stuff. Uh, and and that was my plan, but it went awry, right? So I I came to New York in in 2012 September, and all I had on me was my guitar and a bag. And my plan was to buy any kind of cheap Japanese, Korean, whatever kind of kind of dependable, but but also uh, heavily. Um, made like like cars with a lot of copies to them, you know, like Mitsubishis and Toyotas and stuff. Right. And I was going to I was going to buy one of those small ones, you know, because just me by my lonesome. And I was going to I know how to do some DIY. So I figured I'll go and I'll kind of remove the back from it and take the whole everything in the back, just remove everything and kind of fit it with plywood and like a like a like a mattress Uh and drive around the country. You know, and a basically in a in a caravan that doesn't waste much gas, and basically everything kind of like I took my time looking at the car, and eventually I found this lovely '94 Mitsubishi Diamante, um, and I put I gave the guy a hundred bucks to save it for me, went home with my friend, and that very evening, uh, wouldn't you believe it, uh, Hurricane Sandy. Hey, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> here am I, Coney Island. Uh, hurricane Sandy is just Fuck destroying everything.
0: apocalypse.
1: Oh my God. It, it was horrible. We were locked in 18th story, like 18th floor, no electricity, no anything, eventually no water. And I kind of started to understand that my dreams of getting the car and driving down the U S and do my second road trip is, are kind of fleeting, you know, with every moment. So, Eventually, after I kind of got through uh, Hurricane Sandy, which took about a couple of weeks because, you know, uh, all sorts of routes out of the city were closed for a few days and, and had a lot of problems with that. And basically, I ended up going with my friend to another apartment. But, you know, the uh, nor'easter struck. And <laughs> so I was stuck there for the nor'e- nor'easter. And it's just it just it just banged on me you know and i was with my guitar and i'm trying to play music and trying to get my music stuff going
0: were you doing do like were a, you doing like house concerts stuff. or playing like little bars or what kind of we or just well i was tr- i just, was
1: trying to get that i couldn't even get my playing my, my, out on the
0: street you know, like busking
1: basically basically i had to do that and then uh then everything kind of went to shit and i had to uh, pack up my dream and said, "Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do that. I can't even find the guy with my hundred bucks." And I flew down to Miami, to uh, West Palm Beach, and I like right outside Miami, and I and I I stayed there for a few days, and I tried to get a car going so I could maybe go to New Orleans from there. And then when that couldn't, when I couldn't get that to work because cars there were a bit expensive, and I was trying to kind of running dry. Uh, I decided to go to Jamaica. Wouldn't you believe it? <laughs> that's a good and it ended up in Jamaica, and th- that's where I started playing music. Ah, oh,
0: were you playing reggae music or like just? Uh...
1: Well, everything you play in Jamaica is reggae. It <laughs> just ends up being, <laughs> being reggae because they want you to play it softly and you know with rhythm and. Exactly, exactly. It's just amazing and. Basically I, I, I was trying. I got a paid gig there. I paid for I got paid fifty bucks to play at a, at a cocktail party at a hotel on the beach. Well that's in the grill.
0: That's a sweet deal. Right? That's something. Did it include a couple drinks at least?
1: <laughs> no, I think she I think she understood. So they paid you fifty bucks
0: and then they charged you fifty bucks for the two Mai Tais you had after
1: the... <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I just could I, I played them like maybe dude maybe like an hour like an hour of just me by myself playing a bunch of songs i i I don't think i was well received
0: no what kind of was were you playing cover stuff or like your originals
1: uh yeah. mostly covers i play mostly covers at least i used to play mostly covers i'm right. about to release my first song
0: soon oh cool yeah but the, back in,
1: there i i was a beginner I, I was
0: playing mostly covers in english or hebrew English, English, English. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> if I would have played them an hour of Hebrew songs. <laughs> <laughs> a little
0: reggae Israeli music. Oh.
1: No, but I used to go around on the beach, and I saw a couple, so I played them a love song. And I saw a guy who's, you know, like a craftsman doing sculptures, so I played them like a, like this kind of like a workman kind of song, like something more of the people, more about, the, you know, the suffrage. John and Lennon I, and Springsteen? Like, uh, no, mostly stuff like... Um, I remember playing him a Tupac song, actually.
0: Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, you know it's I, funny I people people hear. I don't think because I didn't make the connection that Israeli had had rap and hip hop groups. And I, oh, I, yeah. I I told you how I found out the, the, the well, how, how do you say it again? Haddag Adag Nahash. Adag-Nahash. Yeah, these yeah. guys. The fish I, snake. Fish yeah, snake. the fish snake. The, uh, they these four guys come into this little Studio City bar where I was working. And yeah. I recognized the Israeli accent, you know, so I asked them, so, you know, what, what are you guys doing here in this little dive bar? So it turns yeah. out they said, we're in this really, uh, how do you say, rap band, you know, hip-hop. Yeah. I said, really? And so I Googled them later to find out that they were indeed huge. But um, yeah. I said, have you ever heard of Meir Ariel and... and uh they said, "Yeah, we love Maya. He's a big influence." I said, "He was yeah, my meta-pellet when I was in Israel, uh, you yeah, know, in told the '70s." Me about that.
1: that's, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it is crazy. So, and I, I never got a chance to tell you the rest of the story that I, I found Tirta, his wife, on on Facebook. She accepted my yeah. request, but then I never heard from her since. But I Googled her and found that, like, every year she she was holding a, like a festival on Kibbutz Mishmarot. That, that was the kibbutz I was on. Uh, in yeah. his honor but then she just ran out of money and now now she's like she's destitute pretty much hardly any money left they have two kids and i think they're musicians now
1: yeah that that would make sense
0: and so they 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 continue in his uh you know to in their dad's footsteps to play um yes and then I but
1: that's was, a that that's a lot of uh, a lot of musicians go that way, you know, of destitution and and, <clears> and 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 really no money in the end. I think it's ever since you know music could have been recorded and broadcasted that that you kind of find yourself in you know you're competing with the Beatles essentially.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. So and then I, I remember too there was to a that. band that was famous. They kept the name kept coming up in and like when I said who were they? Like, Poogie. They go you don't know Poogie like. How am I supposed to mm-hmm. know who they are? So this morning I was watching YouTube videos of Poogie and they were pretty badass, actually. I thought it was like a- Who's, who's Poogie. Poogie, I thought it was like a children's, Israeli children's show or something like Sesame Street, but it was a, and it's like an Israeli rock band, very much like the Beatles, except nice. they sing, you know, the songs in Hebrew, original stuff. Look them up. P-O-O-G-Y. Yeah, well, you, you don't cover it. Yeah, that's their song or that.
1: You should. No, no, that's uh, that's your, your. I think you're thinking about Kavirat.
0: Yeah, yeah, could be. What's Kavirat? Is that a show?
1: Kavirat is a band, is a, perhaps one of the most, one of the the biggest bands ever in, in Israeli history, um, and they're like a supergroup, like basically. Oh, that's who uh, it is.
0: Kaverit. and then Pugi is one of their albums, I guess. Does that does yes. that make sense? Yes. Okay. It came out in 73 or 76 or something like that. Right. Just when I, w- I was there in 77, it had just come yeah, out. Yeah, Tales,
1: Tales of Poogie. Tales of Pugi. That that's right.
0: it. And that's, Keveret is the name of the band. They are amazing. Okay. That's what I was They're watching. They're one of the
1: best bands ever uh, in Israel. They tried to make it in the States, but they, they couldn't get it running.
0: <laughs> Maybe there was a language barrier.
1: Well, I think it's because, yeah, I mean, most of their stuff is, is highly lyrical and, and theatrical. And if you can't understand what they're saying, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to Yeah, it would lose something me. in plus,
0: the translation. It always does.
1: Plus, you know, they were like very soft core when it comes to their like aesthetic, you know, direction. So you talk about 73, you're competing with, you know, heavy hitters and they're all, you know, tough when it comes to their sound you know you you come by with that soft sounding stuff i don't know maybe it could have worked maybe five years earlier but i don't know about 73 that's pretty pretty crazy everybody's trying to be
0: so now your influences are what mostly american or english
1: mostly english i would say uh and mostly american i I consider you guys to be like top dogs in, in that field um and Jesus, the, the amount of talent that came out of the States over the years, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big, uh, fan of, you know, people like Dylan and James Taylor and, and, uh, Neil Young and, and, uh, Paul Simon. And uh, I love the Brits as well, but but really the Americana kind of gets me every time, you know? Yeah, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah, you, you like
0: know. the American Song Crafters, more or less.
1: Yeah, and I'm a big, big fan of folk, but I also listen to a lot of rap music and hip hop, and that's a huge influence in my world. I, I just started listening to some J. Cole recently, and uh, he's, he's really good. And I'm, I'm also a big fan of instrumentals and, and DJs and, and people like Nujabez. And um, when I was in Jamaica, I got to know Bob Marley for more than just the greatest hits you know his cds are amazing
0: i want to turn you on to something because just because of who you said oh it's uh there's a new podcast relatively i guess it's been out about a year now uh a friend of mine in in los angeles his name is paul zolo z-o-l-l-o and he does Hmm. a podcast with louise goffin who is carol king's daughter uh, called the great song adventure okay and paul has also written a book well he's actually got two now there's volume one and two songwriters on songwriting which in which he interviews the biggest songwriters in the world and you know picks their brain and you know goes deep yeah. he, he deep dives into their psyche yes. and uh i think you would love this stuff
1: yeah I'll, I'll i'll check it out
0: so you seen paul paul zolo z-o-l-l-o, Z-O-L-L-O. Paul zollo. And All Louise right, Goffin and the the two of them do a podcast called the Great Song Adventure, which I've been listening to. you know Carol King does not do a lot of interviews, but because her daughter started this podcast and oh, she started listening to her daughter's podcast, she really got into it. so she goes, yeah. I want to do your podcast. So they did a four-part interview with Carol King recently. Uh, I guess they did it last year, but they just, put it out recently a couple couple weeks ago nice and it's fascinating
1: well she used to play with James Taylor a lot which i consider him one of the better songwriters who came
0: out of that generation. That's an understatement. One of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Definitely. <laughs> yeah. James, he's one of the better ones, isn't he? <laughs> well, when you
1: stack him up against people like Paul Simon and, and Dylan and Neil Young, you know, he, these are heavy names. To yeah. Well, down. those
0: guys are are, are the best. Not the better. They are the best. The best of yeah, the best. Yeah. That's,
1: that's the top shelf.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the high quality t- cognac. James is top shelf.
1: James is top shelf. James is top shelf. For sure. For sure, but I yeah, but I'm also you know a big fan of, of of musicians. So like these these guys, in my opinion, they're they're musicians, but they're songs. You know, they're lyrical people. They're they're like rappers in a way. You know, they're they're they're, they're song people. They got structures in there. And I'm a big big fan of a guy called uh, by the name of Buckethead. You know you know that guy?
0: No, but I'm writing from, it down. Buckethead. S- you know, Southern check California. It out
1: I love his artistic tendencies. So he basically wears a bucket on his head, a KFC bucket on his head,
0: <laughs> <KFC>. <laughs> and a Mike Myers. Good taste. A... I crave that yeah. stuff every time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I just I just love the way he does stuff. He he decided that he's gonna release, like I think it was 2007 when he released uh, a series of um, of CDs called "In the Search of the," and every letter is a CD. Ah. So that's like. That was like 10 hours of music that he released in like, and you know, music. It's generous to call it music. It's like self-exploration. It's, it's really crazy stuff. He's a guitar player, right, and a producer. Uh, but he was he was actually being being, um, you know, he cut the experiment short because he was going to be in search of the disembodied sounds. Wow. You know, every single letter was supposed to be a thing. Right now he's doing it. I think he's doing a record a day, like 30 minutes of music a day that he's releasing called pikes he's really crazy he's really crazy he's well, out there
0: i will check that out so now uh, you, should check,
1: you should check out electric c electric c by buckethead you would love that one specifically because it's so just right it's it's really good
0: electric c yeah is that the letter c or the word S E A C? C. The,
1: the the word okay it's fantastic
0: that's it i wrote that down so now you're, are you still playing yeah. or mostly producing stuff in the studio I know
1: you got it. I'm, I'm producing a, a lovely uh, uh, girl right now, uh, and, and I'm about to uh, record her soon. She's going to be the first person I record in my new studio, um, and I'm also working on my own songs, so I'm trying to do both. While I'm also very, very much interested in recording and running a podcast network of sorts, I, I would like to start producing content of the podcast variety. I just enjoy this world very much.
0: I'm just getting into it recently, but um, I'm addicted, and uh, I, I love
1: it. I love it. It's so fun.
0: Like one, a few weeks ago, I like did, I wasn't ready in time to have uh, my guest edit, so I just did a four minute thank you for listening, <laughs> just so just so <laughs> I'd have something out that Thursday because I made up my mind every Thursday, no matter what, I'm putting out a podcast. But, you know, I
1: I, we didn't start off that way, but we are now there. And and, in my talking about Israel and stuff podcast, we are there every Friday. We do an episode and we bring it out no matter what. And if if Mikey can't or I can't, we record ahead of time and release it on on Friday anyways.
0: Right. And I got to tell you, by the way, the reason I think I like your podcast so much is because you two have such a great rapport. You're like a couple of American DJs doing the morning (laughs) drive, you know. Oh,
1: thanks, man. It was, it's that, that's I always pick up on how much we sound like a morning zoo team.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. You sound like a morning zoo team, and that's that's yeah. that's why I think anybody who hasn't heard your podcast should check it out. It's really, you know, it's thanks, easy man. to thanks. listen to. You guys, you're fun. Thanks,
1: thanks. That's that's high praise. We we actually a few months ago, Mikey. Uh, came back from from the states on on one of his visits and he was so destroyed. He's got uh, you know a plethora of, of health issues, but he was so destroyed physically. And and I gotta admit that I myself was starting to feel you know the strain of running around with microphones all over Israel. And we just decided we're gonna release an episode every Friday, just the both of us. And that's when we really started to hit it off, in my opinion. That's when when I started really enjoying my time on TBI. Well, not that I didn't enjoy it before, but but. I really look forward to it now. You know, it's my thing every week.
0: Yeah. Have you decide, uh, uh, thought about inviting guests into your studio to have a third person uh, to inter- talk to You know, yes. every now and then? Have you done yes, that yet? Yes, we have.
1: And now I'm thinking about inviting, you know, a lot of musician friends, people who might make the trip, you know, to, to record something along the way. And then, you know, while they're here, I'll grab them for an hour and bend their ear. As we say in Hebrew.
0: Yeah. So they, they do. There's quite a few podcasters here that do that. Yeah. I do more talk than than play, but um if 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 it warrants it, you know, I'll play a little. And the last yeah. one I did, I played a little bit of a song at the end. Oh, did you know? Yeah. Um, well,
1: I wasn't I I haven't really been performing for a while now.
0: Yeah. Did I, you listen I, to my last one? The guy's name is Ken Queter.
1: I, I was listening to it before you called me. Actually. Oh, okay.
0: Because at the end, I played good, yeah. a little piece of a live concert of his, and at the end, he goes, "Fuck you very much." <laughs> 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 so I thought, what a great way to end my show <laughs> with that. Yeah, nice.
1: That's that's a closer. Definitely yeah, closer. exactly. I was I was just to kind of like uh, uh, tie a nice ribbon around what I was doing. I was I was studying music production in Tel Aviv for three years. And then I moved back to the kibbutz, which is where I am now and have been for the past uh, two or three years. And that's that's right now I'm building a studio. So I'm actually hoping to get more and more into music, you know, back to it and play more shows because I, I really do enjoy uh, the live shows. Well I was just gonna tell you, I was just gonna tell you that I, 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 when it comes to playing shows and stuff, when I was in the States I was really trying to, you know, play as much as I could and and, and a friend of mine from a local band there that I, I doubt it still exists called the uh, Knoll. This this is gonna end the heavy metal band from from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm not really sure if they're around yet, but um, their bass player and 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 vocalist uh, um, invited me around with them uh, to kind of open mics and stuff like that. Uh, friends of his were running, and I remember one time I was I was in this place and and I saw this uh, that the guy was running the show was Irish, so I figured I'll I'll play him a song. You know, I was like, hey, you from Ireland? I'll play you a song. And you know, I was I was kind of naive. I was just looking for songs back then. I didn't really check their their history, and I played him a song called "Back Home in Dairy." Are you are, are you familiar with that song? No, but <laughs> he he, te- he teared up. Oh. That song is basically uh, uh, written by a guy named Bobby Sands in 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 jail. It's like it starts in 1803. We sailed out to sea. So you're thinking, okay, so this is an old song. This is kind of like you know a Jim Jones kind of song from right. from the 1800s. But but it's it's not. It was written in you know in 82 or something by uh, I you know IRA activists in North Ireland uh staging a, a hunger strike right. in, and dying as a result of it oh my god such a heavy song and I got the feeling that he was maybe you know of that crowd and that's why he's in New York
0: uh-huh.
1: and he he teared up man. he was like I thought you're gonna play like whiskey in the
0: jar or something <laughs> yeah, I get a little <laughs> like for it, you <laughs> back home in dairy oh, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's like oh man that hit him hard
0: he yeah I fascinated. imagine it yeah. I imagine it did. So, uh, have you learned any other Irish songs since, like "Oh Danny Boy" or anything like that?
1: <laughs> just kind of, just kind of milk toast kind of song it looks like just easier. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got There's
0: a. There's a, a, a. Well, it's a Canadian group, but they they do a lot of Irish stuff called Great Big C. Have you heard of them?
1: No, but Irish. I love Irish music, and I was in Ireland once, and they're amazing.
0: Well, you know the song "End of the World as We Know It" by REM. Yes. Well, this band does a version of that. They do a version and, of, and, and like
1: Irish, like an Irish version.
0: Well, it just has a like a strong kind of Irish sound to them. So, but yeah, and but the way they do it is like it gets faster and faster. And you know how Irish songs are like. Every song's like a challenge to them. So it's like yes, exactly. it's the end of the world as we know it. And it's like. <laughs> By the time they get to the last, you can can barely understand him, but he enunciates every word perfectly because I tried doing it, and no way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's like they're trying to prove they're not that drunk every Um, every time they
0: play. You know, that explains a lot, yes. (laughs) I'm not that drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Watch how fast I can sing into the world as we know it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, when I was
1: there... I was just picking up the harmonica. Uh, I actually started playing harmonica before I played guitar. And so you know, a lot of people say, like, I play guitar and harmonica, and they're like, oh, you just blow through it. And I, I kind of I, – I picked up the guitar to add to the harmonica, so it's pretty huh. funny it came the other way around. Right. But I can play something before we go if you want. But um, if I have a harmonica here, I'm not even sure. I've moved everything from the studio. Never mind. So I was in a bar if, in Dublin. It's up
0: to you. And um... – <laughs> You might and be able I, if to I do, can find one. Well, if if you do find it, maybe you could like play a little harmonica outro music for for the end of this <laughs> when <Yeah>. we're done <laughs> after we're done talking. So. <laughs> well,
1: I I could tell you I wish I just I can't see a harmonica here. I still haven't moved all my instruments with me, but I can tell you that I I, I was in I was in a, a bar in in, in um, you know in Temple Bar Temple Bar in Dublin is basically a huge stretch of bars. Where inside the huge stretch of bars, there is a bar called Temple Bar, the Temple Bar. And um, I remember I was sitting there and basically if, if you don't have a live show in Ireland in your bar, like it's, it's, the bar is dead basically. Right. So you, you you just you just don't have it with you. So I saw a guy and he was playing and I had my harmonica and I was just – Maybe I picked it up maybe three or four months before, maybe six months before. And I asked the guy if he wants to play something. You know, I got a harmonica. It's a, you know C or whatever. <laughs> you want to play something? And he asked me if I could play Piano Man. And I figured, sure, why not? I could not. <laughs> but I, I was like, yeah, why not? Sure, I know how to play Piano Man. Sure. And because it's a basic whistle. It's That's like a hard whistle song to the fake, harmonica. though,
0: because everybody knows it. So if you screw that one up, like everybody yeah. knows you screwed that one up.
1: <laughs> well, uh, as it happens, it is very uh, intuitive, because I knew the song very well, but I don't remember ever playing it on the harmonica, just the harmonica part, but it is a very intuitive part, And but, but by the time he let me play with him, I thought he had forgotten about it, and then the bar was so packed, I mean, <laughs> it's like a huge, huge bar, there was at least like 150 people, just standing drinking, like, these are not even like people who paid to see a show or anything, you know, that's how big the bar was, and... So he calls me up and he goes like, "Let's let's play the song." And he gives me a, a microphone, and I I played it so well. Huh, <laughs> Hal, I played you're it really. Out. I played it really well. <laughs> I don't know how, but I played it really well, and it's one of the best times I can recall of me doing a show anywhere on the road, anywhere. Yeah. It so was so much this? fun. It was in in the heart of Dublin. Oh, I was pissed nice. and drunk. <laughs> well, that helps too. And
0: the drunker you are, too. the better you sound. Right, you just you loose. You're or, just loose or actually the drunker they are, the better you sound <laughs> <laughs> that also works that also works, yeah, that's actually what I meant to say in the first place,
1: yeah, well, you know, there's also like a lot of ways to play music around the world i mean if you if you go to the big cities, I mean, I remember always traveling around big cities seeing people play percussion stuff. I think it's because it it really adds to the city vibe, you know and as a as', as like someone who plays very melodious kind of kind of like folk songs I find it hard to stay in the street and yell at people in my folk songs so but but if you play if you play more of a percussive kind of you know just play on drums I found on the street you can actually like have have a nice little set you know yeah yeah
0: did you do a lot
1: of street playing I am a big fan of street playing that's basically my favorite stage
0: I I, I always like doing it but I had this horrible experience when I first got to L.A. that kind of discouraged me from doing it for a while. I yeah. I, I lived in Venice Beach, which is like where all the buskers are, or all the people who play, you know, just play for tips or, you know, play for the tourists. So yes. I, I moved down the beach a ways because there, it was so crowded in that area where all the regular... Venice Beach Entertainers were. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll move down a bit. And I had just gotten there, so I was a little kind of shy. I wasn't, no, I wasn't sure how things would go. So I thought, this'll, I'll practice down the beach a ways where there's not that many people, not too much foot traffic. And I just sat off the ocean walk a little bit, a few feet in on the sand, and started playing. So I'm playing Friend of the Devil by The Grateful Dead. Okay. And this homeless woman who was also a little crazy in the head just started screeching and running toward me and spitting at me going you're the devil you're the devil Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) so not only did I stop playing on the beach after that (laughs) but I wouldn't play friend of the devil for probably for another five years I didn't play it again until uh, during my singing waiter days yeah. Donnie Most. Do you have the show Happy Days in Israel?
1: Um, you know? It was probably running around somewhere over here.
0: Oh, anyway, uh, one of the stars of the show Happy Days, is his name is Donnie Most. He played okay. Ra- Ralph Mouth. So Ralph comes in with a couple of his friends and uh I was their waiter. I you know I said, "So you have any rec- anything in particular you want to hear?" And he goes, "You know any Grateful Dead?" <laughs> so <laughs> I, I said, play that. "I only know one song and I haven't played it in a really long time." <laughs> nice. So anyway, so I played Friend of the Devil and I had his total totally different reaction this time. He he tipped me 10 bucks. So <laughs> <laughs> I started so that, did, playing did it that, again after that, that. Did that
1: cure? Did that cure you?
0: Ralph Mouth broke the curse. Yes, that cured. Broke me. the curse.
1: Nice, nice. Magical people, you know. Yeah, they cure they someone. <laughs> but but you know, like homeless people. I remember I was in uh, New Orleans and I was standing on the street. I was about to busk, and I was opening up my case and or oh, my hat. I don't remember, something like that. And uh, a guy came up to me. He's like, you can't play music here. And I go, oh, why the fuck not? <laughs> it's a free country. <laughs> he goes, no, this is a federal building. Uh, and, and, and he looks at me. He, he was looking at me like, damnfounded. Because, you know, this is the only building in New Orleans you can't play in front of you found it <laughs> you found it just go across the street and play there i said oh okay whatever and i took my hat and i moved there uh, and it was like a uh, jack in a box i think uh, the name of the um the chain is right and in front of it was this homeless guy young younger than me about 20 and he was just sitting there on the street and i you know i don't know i kind of felt bad so i gave him my hat and i was like listen i'll play some music you collect some money right uh-huh. and uh and he he did, and someone bought him a, a jack-in- a-box meal, and some people gave him money and he was really sweet on me he was like he, he was he, he was really like uh, digging my vibe so he said, "Listen, my wife is coming by in a minute. How about you come with us and, and smoke some weed?" <laughs> I said, "I don't know about smoking some weed but I'll, I'll go with you anywhere man It was like a, like, a, like a story <laughs> and uh, his wife came by his his wife named bubbles <laughs> With with uh she she had she had some some harsh mental issues but she was she was sweet and they took me to the pier like right right on the Mississippi and there was this gazebo that they knew that if they broke one of the um one of the pieces of wood that made the floor there's uh there's like a place to charge their phone so I, of course I'll go with you and and we were sitting there. And they were charging their phones, rolling rolling weed. And uh, this couple came up to me and asked if I, if I you know, I'll, if, if I'll play them some music for their, you know, for their glass of wine while, uh, uh, you know, for, for like five bucks. And I tell them, I give it to the guy and I play them some music. It's just a fun time, you know. Sometimes you just just, you just happen to see people.
0: Yeah, oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> Bubbles. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so trippy. So trippy. Because so, the
1: guitar invites people you stand there with a the guitar and, and people think you're friendly and, and if you are you'll, you'll get into some some
0: shenanigans. yeah you want a friendly instrument pick up a ukulele do you play any ukulele oh yeah.
1: oh yeah no i don't play but but i you know maybe in the future
0: get get one i'll tell you what i i was um registered with this online booking agency it's called gig masters and uh yeah i was getting you know some gigs through them and worked out pretty well and this uh friend of mine he plays the the steel pans you mm-hmm. know the uh like the jamaican the, the, the yeah the
1: like, uh can, what's it called the raining drum what's it uh, i forgot yeah. i forgot
0: uh, yeah they call them steel pan drums but uh the steel, yeah, steel yeah, drums, yeah, yeah. Steel drums. He, he was playing the steel drums and he yeah. was getting a lot of work uh, playing steel drums at weddings and stuff but anyway he says i I thought you play ukulele, Hal. I go, yeah, I do. He said, did, did you put that in your Gigmaster profile that that you play uke? I said, no. Nah. He said, well, add that to your profile. <laughs> You'll make another ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, okay. So I added ukulele to my profile. God damn, if I didn't start getting requests for people who wanted me to play somewhere over the rainbow on the ukulele at their oh, yeah. be- on the beach oh, yeah. weddings. They you know they have weddings down in New Jersey at the uh, on the shore and uh
1: nothing nothing sure said enough. hawaiian hawaiian somewhere over the rainbow like jersey shore
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but uh well you know you by the water they get married on the beach in the summertime it, it is nice and they bring yeah. all the chairs up and they set the hupa out on the uh, you know out on the sand and so i would get hired just to play the ukulele for the ceremony Nice. so uh he wasn't kidding as soon as i put that in my profile like the work started coming maybe i should do the same Do well, get a ukulele you'll you it's just a fun instrument it's good to own one you'll, you'll have a good time with yeah, it yeah 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 definitely and you, uh, nice to add a ukulele track to some of the songs too kind of fills. i it was out a
1: bit. i was recently in in japan and I, I like if I'm thinking about gigs, like well, the kind of gigs you do there is is basically just go to a, a karaoke bar, right. Oh man, I went into one of the one of the karaoke bars in a slummy kind of area. Uh-huh. You know to say it gently, and uh, oh man, they loved me. They didn't expect someone to come in, and they were all over fifty. So I was like, you know, I'll play them the you know the hits, you know, give me some Simon and Garfunkel, some 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 Dylan, some stuff they recognize. you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and they loved me. What Dylan songs do you do? Oh man, when I, when I play my like with a guitar and stuff, I do things that'll make your stomach quiver like like things like you know John Brown. You know that song?
0: Oh yeah, but that's not one that's not on my repertoire.
1: Right. I like that's, I play stuff one. like
0: uh, like a Rolling Stone and Tambourine I Man love of course, you know.
1: One of my favorite songs to play man and me by Dylan. Um big fan of Masters of War and um I remember always playing, uh, what's it called, what's it called, damn, I forget, but I play like 10, 10 different Dylan songs at least, you know, uh, how, I, I'm a big, how, fan
0: of, big fan of his. And you like Neil Young too.
1: Neil, oh man, Neil Young is so good. I can't play any of his songs though.
0: Really? The, yeah. his songs are I don't think not I ever really to, tried. They're hard to sing if you don't have that high voice, that, you, up, that up, <laughs> his, up register. These songsters are
1: so prolific that I think if you look through their uh, discography, you'll you'll find you'll find stuff that you can do, you know. And when I was when I was just like uh, starting out with the guitar, I used to remember you know you pick up Bob Dylan. It's easy, you know. And then I, I it, it's just like a couple of chords, and he has like his um, what's it called? The, the the melodies are very simple, so you can kind of add to them your own flair. And nobody expects you to sing like this, you know. So you, 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 you're you're free. You can sing
0: however you like it, because right.
1: people don't really want you to sing with like Dylan did,
0: which and, I think and is and why it, he's it,
1: so coverable. You know, why people well, like cover. I was to just cover. gonna say that. Yeah,
0: Dylan wrote songs that other people covered, and they didn't try to imitate him when they sang them. It, yes. Like Adele does not sing Dylan songs like Dylan. And as right. a matter of fact, what's the one she does? Uh,
1: I forget something, Loving You. I, I don't remember. It's a love song. It's a very good love feel,
0: song. feel My Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make You Feel My Love. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, she made it her own because when people say uh, that Adele song, Make You Feel My Love, and, like, you say, that's a Dylan song, you know, and it's like, no, I didn't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if so, if you did it right, people don't know it's a cover.
0: Right. And he makes so he, he writes in a way that lets you make it your own.
1: Yes. I think also that like if, so in production school, you kind of go through the stages of making a song. And a lot of times, what you you start off with is like a GDC and, 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 and some lyrics. So, and I think that's Dylan just left it that way. <laughs> he just wrote it unproduced. And then when people hear it, they kind of go, oh, I can take it into any direction I want. Cause just some flat zombie chords, you know? <laughs> flat and, zombie and And that's, that's why we love it though, because it's so empty. I mean, you talk about, like, North Country Blues. I mean, that song is A minor, G, and then A minor, G, A minor. That's the whole song. And that's, about, plays
0: uh, that's about 80% of his repertoire, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think you, I think... This is a story
0: uh, okay. Hurricane, yeah. you know, it's like the <laughs> same... <laughs>
1: But but that's also why why it works a lot of times. And Hurricane from from uh, the record ISIS, that that album I think uh, actually marks a kind of um, a movement in his career where he started to, you know, actually produce. <laughs> so he would he had like for example a violinist throughout the whole thing, mm. and, and you know so one more cup of coffee was you know that 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 whole uh, violin thing and and like a second female vocalist and you know it gave. That whole CD, uh, just kind of its own flavor. Right. So that's that's fantastic. But also, when I was when I was in uh, when I was in Japan in a place called Kamakura, Kamakura? No, 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 that was in Takayama. There's a bar there called uh, um, Desolation Row. Well, it was just a big, big Dylan fan. He's got every single recording Dylan ever did. He's a huge fan of his. I mean, I know Dylan is kind of a controversial name to throw around. Some people love to make fun of him. You know, you Oh, can't... I have
0: a friend who hates him. Uh, for, he for he sort of reason, he I'm sort sure. of hates him as a joke, but but <laughs> but he really like. Well, he runs an open mic, and you know a lot of people get up to open mic and play Dylan songs. So every time yes. somebody gets up and starts a Dylan song, he's like, "Oh God, not another one!" You know. But he he does it more as a, he 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 appreciates Dylan, but he's just. When, um,
1: mm. when, when how does that song called "When a Night Comes" from uh from um that Patrick Swayze movie? When Can't. the night comes calling, you know that?
0: No, it's not coming to That's me. That's it.
1: It's uh, it's 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 from the end of the. Uh, I think the Jeff Haley band covered it. He did it well. <clears throat> this this blind guy who was throughout the movie. Um, fuck, what the name? Yeah, no, no, the I know, movie. I know,
0: I know the song. It's it's just not coming to me either, though.
1: Anyways, if you watch the uh, the video that Dylan did of that, oh my God, you you'll hate him too. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. You look at it and you kind of go, "Dude, you're like strung out." So, it looks like he just ran out of coke. Oh, so <laughs> you you're a Dylan I mean?
0: fan? Well, I got a video you need to watch then. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Turn you no, off at of Dylan you know,
1: right away. He, 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 people like to deify him. He's a person. He's allowed to be an asshole. He's allowed to be a sellout. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. He's
1: not. He's not your kid or something. He's not supposed to. You know. You I'll know, tell he you, can I,
0: disappoint you. I, I got news for you. I, you know, I. Found I, in an interview, I, he was talking about uh, how much he likes f- Frank Sinatra. You know, it mm, would never mm. dawn on me that he was inspired or influenced by Sinatra, but he is.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so I'm, I'm yeah. a big
1: I'm I'm not a big Sinatra fan, but I, I definitely appreciate. Like I'll, I'll I love his voice and, and the way he kind of like his uh, his cadences. Is, well, is you know, dec-
0: Sinatra's not just a man. Sinatra's like a team. Sinatra is yeah. is is, yeah. is a guy who th- takes a song and stylized it in a way that no one else could but he couldn't have been done what he did without the help of like uh Count Basie or or, yeah. or, or I think it was Nelson Riddle mob. you know the 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 people that backed him up you know and the arrangements mo- like the
1: like 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 the mafia
0: <laughs> Yeah that too um <laughs> you know it used to be a, it used to be a cooler in Vegas You're going to like this guy or else <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, he used to be he used to sit there in, in his room after a show. And basically, if someone was sitting there in a blackjack table or something and racking up, you know, the casino's money, they would call him down. Just go and, and play a few hands with him. And, you know, and, and the math goes, the, the longer you bet, you know, the more sure you're going to lose. So, you know, you're not going to stop betting when Frank Sinatra's sitting next to you. you know, right, right. No, in other words,
0: if you win some money from Frank, you, you got to stay there long enough for Frank to get his money back.
1: No, no, he's, he's there for the casino because you won like a half a million or a million from the casino. So he's there to, to talk to you while you lose it back to the ah, casino. Ah,
0: okay, clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what he said. I
1: think he used to also run money down to South America and back You know, with private planes and stuff. Who knows? And that's the golden age. That's why it was called the King of Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, But also, like, if you look at people like Paul Simon, for example,
0: who's, I'm a huge, huge fan.
1: I mean, you look at songs like Call Me Al, you know? Uh That's garbage.
0: Why change the name to You Can Call Me Hal?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then again like you look at so you got six or seven simon and garfunkel cds maybe flawless and then you have you know at least this first couple of albums who are amazing like how much do you i'll tell you, you what i that? mean you
0: think call me is garbage but see like i like call me out and i'll tell you what when yeah. i play it I, yeah. the women just jump up and start dancing they, they like they form <laughs> a line dance and then, and then and then i'll go from that into um, late in the evening which is a similar beat mm-hmm, do, you, mm-hmm. do you know late in the evening
1: um not sure by 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 uh, by paul? paul
0: simon yeah mm-hmm. so i would go i'm more from... fan
1: of his earlier stuff
0: oh, okay well late, late in the evening not yeah.
1: that
0: far apart look at look it up it's it, 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 i don't know if you don't if you don't like call me out you might not like late in the evening <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I wasn't, but but again, I wasn't heartbroken by by these decisions. I was just like, oh, well, this is not for me. I'm not the crowd for this, you know. Yeah. And I think that if you if you put it next to some of his songs like Duncan or you know Mother and Child Reunion or, or anything from his earlier Paul and, like Simon and Garfunkel stuff, you kind of go, this this is what you 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 pump out. It's just you know, what so, is it? Like well, how do you court? feel
0: about Graceland? Uh I don't know. Don't consider that a masterpiece, huh? See, I I like all that stuff. I like
1: I'm 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 getting into some some 70s Japanese music if you want a tip. You can check out a couple of of there's, there's really These really soundtracks amazing.
0: from the anime or
1: Uh no, no. These are uh singer-songwriters. Uh you can check out a a a, a woman by the name Hako Yamasaki. And she's fantastic, man. Hako she just cries Yamasaki. her eyes
0: out. Okay.
1: Yeah, you can look for you can look for a song called Wandering.
0: Speaking of Japanese, have you ever seen a TV show called Midnight Diner? Midnight
1: Diner. I don't think I have.
0: It's uh it's subtitled. Okay. Uh it's on Netflix here. I don't know if you were or how you could get it in Israel, but anyway, Midnight Diner is uh it's sort of like little vignettes, little short stories each take place at this guy's diner. It, it opens at seven no no i'm sorry it opens at midnight that's why they call it the midnight diner he opens at midnight and closes like six in the morning Oh, really? yeah and each story is a little vignette of 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 his customers that come in and a little you know little background on them and and the, the rules are he only makes like one dish but he'll make you anything you want if you Bring the ingredients. Like if he have, if he has the ingredients, or, or if you bring him the ingredients, he'll cook whatever you want. But the only thing and on this his,
1: is this is in Japan.
0: Yeah, it's in Japan. The only thing Crazy. on on his menu is the one I forget what the dish is, but and then it's just like little stories of his customers. It's it's kind of a cool little show. I watch it whenever I just really want to relax and just kind of zen out, you know.
1: Yes. The Japanese are crazy in that way. There's another show on Netflix as well called, I think, Food Samurai. The Food Samurai. I'm not really sure exactly. And he goes – he's just basically this this uh, uh, older dude and he is retired. And now he's like, oh, I can have a beer in the middle of the day. And oh, that's like, right, that's right, right. Episode. I
0: did – that's, that's great. That's, yeah, it's a great show. I did. I watched a few <laughs> episodes of that. If you like that, then you'll really like fun. Midnight I love Diner. That. I love that show. Yeah, they're very different, but they're very uniquely yeah, Japanese yeah. and, and – I don't know. I love that kind of shit.
1: Yeah, there's something about their style, the Japanese, that is uncompromising, and uh, you just got to love it. You just got to look at it, and you kind of go, he doesn't care if anybody watches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, have an a, they have an idea, and they're going to go with that idea. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's really awesome.
0: So actually, you know what? After I get off the phone with you, I think I'm actually going to watch an episode of that. So you got me, sure. you, you got me uh, in the mood for some uh, Japanese television. And then I'll check out Haku Haku Yamasaki too.
1: Definitely check out Haku Yamasaki. You would love her. You would love her. She's so emotional and and it's it's very visceral. You don't understand a word and it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm all about that. Sometimes you don't need to understand to, to get it. It, yeah, it just yeah. speaks to you and, and it goes it transcends the language barrier. It speaks yes. to you uh, in 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 a cosma in, in, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Aesthetically, uh, in a yes, co-
1: aesthetically just hits you right. But but a lot of a lot of uh, Japanese music is is like uh, American music with Japanese lyrics.
0: Yeah, except I understand yeah. the lyrics to American music a little better.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's fun because it's like a de- uh, it's like it's like a decomposition. It's, it's kind of like there you you kind of get to sit there and kind of see oh they listen to a lot of jazz and a lot of uh, a lot of folk music and that's what they came up with that's what they thought was worth saving and it's fascinating Which, there's also yeah, if you very want something a bit less uh, per, yeah a bit less sad and a lot more of what i just said maybe you can check out uh mako No, uh Meiko kaji she is she she was in uh, kill kill bill there's a couple of songs by oh, her
0: oh i know who she is ah uh, yeah right.
1: She's a she's a she's a she's a film star. Love in, me some uh, Mako Kaji. <laughs> yeah, she's really good. Mako Kaji. Definitely check out Mako Kaji.
0: That's, Kill Kill Bill, that's... one of my all-time favorite movies.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarantino is uh, my I, I one think I've seen it
0: four times. I love all the Tarantino stuff, but Kill Bill rate, ranks up there with my favorite all-time flicks. Period. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Definitely up there.
0: But that scene where. Uh, she just takes on the whole room. Full mm-hmm. of like the eighty eight, the uh, what the something. 88. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also really that that one scene much, uh, where, and it's just it's it's like it's so gratuitously violent, but in in an operatic way. It's like yeah, it's kind of like, like, like a, uh, What's it
1: called? It's kind of like watching a live action anime.
0: Yeah, and then when it's With all, all over, everything. just that scene where the camera just pans the room and you're like, whoa! That, yeah, <laughs> that's a gut punch right there.
1: It's a gut punch, but he's definitely the, one of the best curators of music. That uh, uh, you know his the, yes. the way he builds a soundtrack is, yes. is fantastic. His, yes. His fantastic. soundtracks
0: are peerless. Uh, he he <laughs> the way he juxtaposes some types of music against a completely different type of scene yeah. you wouldn't choose that music for it but his choice is impeccable
1: yes and it comes from that 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 point of just like you know he's uh, he's uncompromising yeah that, that's like, what he like, i would not think head. of that that's song there happen.
0: but now that i've seen it i can't think of any other song that works
1: oh yeah it's definitely definitely that's when you know you've you made a good decision when it comes to to the music choices yeah and it's also you need to be eclectic as a person. You need to always, you know. If I can leave you with a uh, with a notion, if I can leave your listeners with a notion, is just don't be afraid to to click random, you know, and just just find out new things uh, and listen to new music because you never know. You you grow up, you know, and, and you kind of feel oh, I hate broccoli, and then, you know, you taste it again after ten years of not eating it, and you kind of go, maybe it's not that bad.
0: Yeah, I couldn't say the same thing of about cauliflower, though. I'm sorry, Zach. To- <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has no flavor. But just I did learn in, in life sauce.
0: later. I did learn to like broccoli. Actually, like you said, <laughs> but no, my mom used my mom used to steam broccoli, yeah. and I'd come home from school and it would be at the peak of its steaming, and the house would be just permeated with that. I don't want to say aroma because that's really the wrong word. It it's yeah. it's an odor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. That's very good advice, and I, I'm glad you. Uh, decide to pass yeah. that along because i i would recommend the same thing now yeah. in closing though is there any like particular things you want to you know a project you want to plug or a website your podcast yeah
1: well thank you i, I would like i would like to remind people to go to our website uh tbipodcast.com that's uh tb T-P-I. T-P-I? T-V-I. <laughs> Short for Talking <laughs> About
0: Israel and Stuff.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Talk About Israel and Stuff. And you can also check out my new studio. It's called Keyframe Studios. You know, uh, Ramat Yohanan Productions. Uh, we do videos. We do editing. We do everything.
0: Soon, we're going to make music. All right. And if you want to send me some links, because all this stuff goes in my show notes. My show notes is just thanks, sort of like a summary. I don't do a whole full transcript. But I do yeah. show notes and at the end of my show notes, I put links to everything. So if they find the podcast on my web page, they can just click on something and go there. Definitely. Definitely. I wish that's, I had a button that said random and it would just take a random page with some random YouTube page.
1: That should be like, I remember this. I don't know. I don't know if they still got that website, but you know, the, you had uh stumble upon.
0: Yeah. I remember the, yes. I, is it still there? I'm I like stumble really sure. upon. I think I think stumble upon folded about a year ago, less or this past year. That, yeah, that's I remember a shame trying because that's a click brilliant on it idea. Said
1: like, oh nope, we're not here anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love stumble upon. Not too bad.
1: Right, but today you have stuff like you know Spotify, and then if you're uh, like I was listening to some folk music, I don't remember what, but then my playlist that I made ended, so. You know, it played like uh, a song by Don McLean. You know, the American Pie guy.
0: Yeah, of course. You know and what? You know, I didn't,
1: I didn't know that song, so that was a good way to kind of say, hey, listen, you should check out Don McLean.
0: There you go. Well, you know what? I, I, you just gave me an idea. I'm gonna Google, do a Google search, and see if I can't find like maybe a JavaScript or some kind of thing that, that allows me to put like a random thing in there, and I'll put that on this page.
1: Yeah, just something that sends this, you to write yeah, a random just discover
0: song. Discover some random music, and I'll just
1: definitely, definitely discover some random music. So or there go, you go go back in time. Check out a piece called Claire de Lune, you know? Yeah. By uh, by by Debussy. It's beautiful, you know. A lot of times people just want to, or or listen to some Jake Cole,
0: like I do. Okay. Maybe
1: go back. Check out Most Diff. You know, There's a oh. lot of recommendations here. Yeah. Jam packed.
0: Send them all to me. And I'll, I'm gonna yeah. figure out some way to utilize that.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, Zach, man, man. definitely. Killer talking to you. Which one of you writes the uh, blog, the music blog? You uh, or, or Mike? Oh well,
1: thank you for much. Yeah, there's a new blog coming out like today, basically about why the Kibbutzim, the Kibbutz movements, are kind of like fading out and phasing out. Uh, that's Mikey. Mikey's writing the blogs, and uh, I, I I make the music. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, it's killer talking to
0: you. Really, really nice talking to
1: you, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Like I said, I'll talk to you soon. And I'll be listening. I'll be, you know, tuning into <laughs> TBI. Definitely. Thanks, man. All right. Lehitra Lahitra. In case you're wondering, Lahitra Oat means see you later. Uh, so that was Zach Geffen. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of Tales of the Road Warriors um as usual uh, if you want to help support the podcast there is a link on the page uh just go to where it says support and then there's a a icon a a jpeg of a gas can a red plastic gas can and it says gas money and if you click on that you can uh, donate some gas money for the show and um and uh, what else did I want to tell you? Okay, now usually I say, okay, I'm going for a drive. And then I play my song. It's an original called I'm Going For A Drive. You've heard it before if you listen to the podcast. If not, when you go back to listen to the past episodes, you'll hear it at the end of every episode. But today, I'm gonna play about 30 seconds of music that Zach sent me after we talked. Uh, I asked him if he'd sent me a little, send me a little um, guitar and harmonica. So he did a little short guitar and harmonica thingy and sent it to me. And so I'm just going to play us out right now. So enjoy. And thanks again, Sach. Great talking to you, man.